Welcome in to Voice in the Kingdom on a Tuesday morning here on the Box 2 Radio Network. We are grateful uh, for you being tuned in and supporting uh, the network here and what the Lord is doing. And uh, we uh, don't take it lightly, the opportunity to be in this room. Uh, with me is Whitney Ward, and we are getting ready to welcome in Brother Jeff Arrington. But we did get somebody to get that first trivia question right, Brother Dwayne Kidd. Got it correct. What is the second longest book of the Bible and how many chapters? It is Isaiah, and it has 66 books. Uh, so, so, Whitney, for bonus points, what's the longest book in the Bible? Psalm. Yay! I thought you were going to try to. I thought you were going to ask me the next longest after. I knew the song. I thought about Isaiah, that, but I don't know what the next one is. Nah, we'll I'm have glad to, you didn't put me on that spot. <laughs> we'll have to do that sometime. Jeff might know it. Yeah, brother Jeff, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. How y'all doing in Kentucky? Oh, man. You know, we're, we're blessed to be in a small rural commu- community uh, today. Um, you know, we're a lot of people hurting, a lot of people dealing with some tough stuff. And, uh, you know, we're counting our blessings of being in an area where uh, at this moment we don't have to – we're not really having to deal with that part of it at the moment. So. Yeah, but, you know, it's written in all it's written beforehand. God knows the end from the beginning, so – you know, and you're not strange. The scriptures is clear. I'm just thankful, you know, that uh, our Father, you know, He has a, always has an answer to the situation, and uh, that's why He raised us up. So, look forward to today and uh, sharing the Word of God and uh, encouraging the church, the people of God, and understanding our times and what we ought to be doing. Amen. 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 I don't hear you as clear as I usually do. I don't know what the static is, man. I I, I just I was talking to Anita. I said, "Do you hear static on this phone?" Just, just a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it, it's uh, your voice is pretty clear. But there's something trying to break in. I don't. I mean, it's it's kind of. I don't know if we got interference in the uh, atmosphere better? or what. But uh, no, that sounds. Can better you hear there. me pretty clear? Yeah, we got Sorry. you now. We got you now. She fixed it. She did her. <laughs> she did some kind of mojo great in job there. She yeah. Does. <laughs> Okay. Well, brother, we are we're grateful for you taking time out with us this morning and uh, looking forward to what the Lord has been showing you. Well, of course, you know, with turbulent times, you know, but Paul said, you know, in the last days, it's going to be some perilous times. It's going to be some, some times, but, uh, you know, that's why God raised up the ecclesia. So he had, a, he had an answer. Amen. You know? Amen. Here we are, you know, uh, the God of this world, the prince of this world, you know, he's, of course, we've seen the fruit of his activity, but um, the thing about it, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. So, <laughs> Amen. We have an answer. Amen. And uh, it goes all the way back, you know, to our foundation in, in Christ. And uh, that's the, the answer is the foundation, which is Jesus himself. So uh, I just keep my eyes on the Lord, man. And the scriptures is clear that uh, they that keep their mind on Christ, he keeps them in perfect peace, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. That's what Isaiah said. That's what he said. <laughs> they didn't keep their mind stayed on the Lord. He keeps them in perfect peace. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I know there's a lot of turbulence in the air and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, kingdoms clashing. So, but uh, as far as uh, the church, Ecclesia, you know, I, I just believe that God has a hidden remnant that's on assignment right now because we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle, of course. Right. And uh, uh, I believe the Lord himself has equipped the people. You know, he's he's equipped the people for this hour. 
so to speak, to stand in that gap and uh, uh, to make a difference. That's why we're here, to make a difference. So Amen. we can discuss that today on how to make a difference. You know, I've been teaching on prayer for a while and kingdom prayer, governmental prayer, and all the different types of prayer and, and uh, what we should be doing at this time. So are things getting better there as far as the the, the, the COVID nineteen or well, well the riots <laughs> the riots ended the, the virus. Who would <laughs> ever knew that that was the answer? Yeah, they just we don't talk about it as much. About the, about the virus now because everybody's rioting in the streets around us. Yeah, well they they, <laughs> they he's still having his his uh, his briefings. The governor and uh, has announced that the, some of the case numbers are are higher, but uh, they they have not had as much emphasis on it the last couple of days with what's going on in Louisville. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, definitely a tough news cycle for pretty much everybody in the United States here uh, the last couple of days. Right. What, what, what gets me is where most of these big riots are at brother Jeff is the same place where the governors, all these governors of the, about the same and mayors of about the same cities. They were the ones that said, you can't have church. We're going to persecute you. If you have church, we're going to put you in jail. We're going to take down your license plate. Now all those have riots in their streets. I don't believe in coincidence, but they're not saying anything about it. They're saying, hey, just let them, let them calm down. Don't do anything to them. It's, these people's minds well, are whacked. Well, you know, we, it's, it's, we're reaping the world when, when, you, when you remove the Lord from, you know, that's it. from our consciousness of children. So you got to go back to the foundation of things. And that's how I look at things as being a foundational man. I, I try to go back to the foundation of things, and you know the scriptures is, is the word of God is so clear. I was sharing with the brothers this morning in the Bible study that you know it says train up a child in the way you know she go, right? Right. And understanding that that Satan is always a copycat, you know he's always want to be like the Most High. So if we don't train our children, guess who's training? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you know the family has been, you know. For years now, as far as the uh, uh, the the foundation of the home, the father and the you know the mother and training up children, we've neglected our jobs, and now we 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 reaping the whirlwind. See, and anytime you remove the Lord from the house and uh, from the school, you know you're gonna you're gonna reap consequences. See, that's right. And uh, we're starting to see a lot of consequences of of neglect. And uh, yeah. the Bible talks about in the, in the days of old, which I believe evil spirits, they don't die. You know what I'm saying? Spirits still alive, but it's called the spirit of Molech. Is when they took children and they sacrificed them in the fire uh, for worship and for uh, for blessings. But the spirit of Molech, see, is still alive in our day. And when we, would ne when we neglect, neglect our children and for self-interest and self-pursuits and careers and and the ultimate sacrifice, of course, is abortion. But that spirit of Molech see, is in the earth, and we're reaping the fruit of it. See, hmm. because because it's clear, if you don't give a child see direction and training, then he begins to to act out what he's been trained in, right? Right. And uh, if if we don't train them, guess who's training them? <laughs> yeah. Right. And we're seeing the fruit of his his offspring right now, right? Yes, we are. That is very, very clear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you what, Christ didn't train that. <laughs> no. See, 
he can tell the difference, and that's what we're going to discuss again today. I, I just believe that, you know, if we can get back to that moral compass and putting God's consciousness back into the heart of people, into the heart of children, see, then they'll have something to measure their behavior by, see. Mm. But without the Word of God, see, you have no you have no compass, you have nothing to measure your behavior by, and and so you only act out what you've been trained in. And uh, the Bible says, point. you know, Satan lawlessness. He was lawless from the beginning. Yeah. So we're seeing the fruit of his his training, right? You got it right, brother. <laughs> we took him out. Well, we, we took him first, out of the school. You know, first commandment of the Lord, and I believe this is the recipe for success for any any child or any man, any woman. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, see, yeah, with all thy heart. That's right. That has to be put in children's hearts and mind to love the Lord. See, once they get that foundation of loving the Lord, then they have something to measure behavior by. Yeah. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and all thy might. Yeah. See, that was the first commandment, see. Yeah. And now we're teaching ch children to love themselves with all their might and their soul and their strength. Right. That's right. And that. And that's satanic. That, that was the option in the, that he gave Eve in the garden. It goes back to the garden, right? Right. Love yourself. Don't love the Lord. Love yourself. Mm. And from the fruit of that, we see uh, what takes place from that type of uh, uh, thinking. And uh, we see that the, the fruit of it is chaos, murders, killings, and all kinds of stuff comes from that, that tree of death, which is being offered to uh, uh, America right now. And, but God is looking for the church see, to rise up now and, and, and take our place in what we've been called to do. That's what I'm excited about is the opportunity for us to to really, really validate see, mm -hmm. uh, Christ and to bring him forth. He's the answer. Yeah. And this is, you know, a pers coming from you for the for this perspective in this moment right now um, is, is a powerful thing because. Uh, you know, it's it's not something, obviously, that we, you know, we're on the radio. People can't see you. It's not something that we have to point out in normal circumstances. But as an African-American man, as a leader of a church, you're taking this stance and realizing that this is the devil and not um, other forces here on earth right now. Um, that's a perspective that well, people yeah, need to hear. Yeah, see, I'm speaking to a select group of people. And I'm not speaking to the world right now. I'm supposed to be speaking to the ecclesia. Right. Now, if you want to be a part of the church, the body of Christ, all you got to do is receive Jesus Christ and be born into the spirit. Amen. And, and, and see, that's where uh, uh, we haven't reached our goal because the church has been so carnal. See? Right, right. Can't get past, see, the natural realm. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, everybody's, and then next thing you know, you think, your color of skin, or your, I call it dirt because we were made from the dirt, right? We made <laughs> That's from the dirt right. The ground. <laughs> your color you of dirt. Your dirt is greater than my dirt, right? right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you think your color of soil is more important than my color of soil? Right. Are you kidding me? We both bleed red, man. Yeah. It's just the paint on the building, right? That's, That's right. It. That's right. <laughs> man. You see, it, I see things in reality when it comes to truth, see? Yeah. And See, the devil is so so good, man. He'll 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 have you thinking your paint is greater than mine. Mm-hmm. Or That's your right. dirt is greater than mine. Mm -hmm. And we both have souls and we'll stand before the Lord one day and give an account. See? Yeah. Because we're men made in the image of God. See, made from the dust of the ground, but God breathed his spirit into us, right? So 
all of that carnal stuff. And see, that's what the church we have failed. So we we still into this black church, white church, all this stuff. That's carnal. Yeah, that's right. God is looking for spiritual people that have spiritual power. Right now, we need spiritual power. See? That's right. That's right. And, and this is where we change the atmosphere. This is where we we rule demons and principalities and powers. But but nobody. Because it's rare that people see that, though, Brother Jeff, because it's like me when I watched that video. I didn't automatically go, oh, a white guy killed a black guy. I, I went, yeah. man, that cop, that officer overused his authority, and there had to be something wicked in his heart to kill that. Um, I won't call him. I don't know if he was innocent or not, but to kill that defenseless man. That's what I seen. I didn't see this black guy killed this or this white guy killed this black guy. It's it's never it's never about that. It's there, there's there's evil in the world, well, and there's there good. Go. Well, there you go. Right has no color. Wrong has no color. That's right? it. That's it. Good has no color. Evil has no color. Come on. It goes back to the heart of men, and see, and that's where as a, as a born again spirit filled man, you should see deeper than just the, the flesh. See. That's what God is depending on us to go deeper than just the outer court rim, which where the world lives. See, the world live in that rim. Right. And this is where, uh, uh, see, Satan has deceived the world into thinking, see, that one race is superior to another, or one race less than another. One, it has nothing to do with that. We all come from one race, Adam. Amen. That's why we got to be born again. Yeah. <laughs> you know so who he, I was the, he, the maddest at? I had to, I'm not as, uh, been in the Lord 40 years like you, so I have to calm myself down. But the guy that infuriated me the most was whoever was recording that. They didn't run up there and kick that cop off that guy. And I would went to jail, at least saved his life. Who cares? But I said, well, wouldn't that there a video of somebody dying? That guy frustrated me. Well, all we, you know, that's, that's the part of uh, the, the world that's been created. Uh, uh, when you put God out, see, yeah, it's that culture. It goes back yeah. to a heart issue. Like I said, the, the police officer need the Lord. He he's probably angry. That ain't, that ain't probably the first time he he, he was lawless. The police right. officer. That's right. And, and that ain't the first time. You see what I'm saying? Because you gotta understand that that he's in need of a new nature, uh, uh, just like the next man. Yeah. Just like we see all the riots and looting. They need a new nature too. Yes, yeah. they see? do. Because that old guy. Which we will talk about a little bit today. We can get to it. That that old guy is is, is under the rule of the prince of this world. Yeah. That's his seed, his offspring. That's right. See? Well, hey, we got to take a break right here, but we're going to come back and get into this some more. And like you said, that getting that old man out and getting that that new uh, that new creature. That's what we all need more than anything. And so we're going to come okay. back in just a moment with Brother Jeff Arrington. We appreciate his perspective and his teaching. Uh, we'll be right back on Voice in the Kingdom. All right. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. Thank you, Anita. This is Voice in the Kingdom on the Box 2 Radio Network, and we have Brother Jeff Arrington from Marshall, Texas, on with us as we do on Tuesday mornings and getting into some of the current events, but also getting ready to get back into the Word here. And, of course, that was that's always been the perspective, not to say that we haven't been, but uh, right. we're going to get into some of the teaching of the Word here uh, with Brother Jeff. Yes, it's all about equipping, right? Yes, sir. Train up a child in the way he should go. Now, God was speaking to parents, but also... When it comes to the spirit, see, you got to train up children. And we're looking at, at two things here. We see that Satan has really, really took 
extracted the parents from their job, parents, mm-hmm. and uh, they send the, the children to school, public schools or whatever schools, and the school tries to train their children. And my Lord is a mess. But then you look at in the spiritual side of things. See, we got all the, uh, so much mingleness of religion. It's not. It's, it's become powerless. See, having a form of godliness but denying the power. When it comes to the kingdom of God, and that's what Jesus said, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom is all about change, right? Growth, maturity, yeah. moving forward, progression, and that's the kingdom of God. Yeah. Anytime, you, if you're in any type of religion or any type of structure that you're not changing, then you're not under the, the, the rule of a king. See, mm. when I come under the rule of a king, King Jesus, he, he don't just talk. See, he said you shall receive power. The kingdom of God is in power. That yes. power is not just uh, uh, miracles outwardly, but no. most of all, inwardly. It yeah. means to change us from within, right? The that's kingdom right. of God is within. Amen. Now you got me preaching, but I can't. I, help hey, that's, I like that. That's good. But in First Corinthians, Paul said, you know, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Now, a lot of times, you know, in the church world, we see this as miracles from the outward realm, which is fine. God always, you know, he heals his people. He grows legs, eyes, always seen all the miracles. But here Paul is talking about the word that I'm preaching to you has power to change your situation and your circumstance, see, to bring you out from under the curse of Satan into the blessing of God. This is the power of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Amen. And see, if if you if you're in a a fellowship, a place where there's no growth, and you hit this certain ceiling, see that's what religion do. You hit a ceiling because of a certain mindset and paradigm. You can't go beyond that because this is what we believe in, in our uh, denomination or our uh, structure or whatever. We need to blow all that up, right, and receive the kingdom. Yes. See, mm. Receive the kingdom, and. See, this is going to be the, the change. This is the change that takes place, the transformation. The reason why God, we've been talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those three, because those patriarchs were the foundational structure of the natural titan shadow of the church. We'll get there today if we can. We've got a long way to go, but we got plenty of time, right? <laughs> we've got eternity to do yes, this. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we see that God called Abraham. He had to be transformed. Why? Because he was taught and learning in all the ways of the world, right? His father was an idolater. They, they, they practiced idolatry. God called Abraham out. You've got to be transformed, man. Yeah. This is the kingdom. I can't put new wine into an old wine skin, right? Hallelujah. I can't put this kingdom revelation and, and, and this kingdom power and this word in an old wineskin. You must be born again, Nicodemus. I can't put this in what you've been taught, right? Yeah, right. You're a Pharisee. You've been to the school and you learn all this stuff. I can't put this new stuff that I am into you. You must be born again of the spirit your spirit must be quickened and then you know and this is where god is the answer god comes in he sends his son jesus god so loved the world he sent jesus right to do what not just to save us from hell right but to bring the kingdom within us that's right bring the kingdom within us right yes man now, last week we talked about, you know, when it comes to grace, grace allows us to be born into God's family, right? Yeah. Grace. Mm-hmm. It's by grace through faith that we're born into the family of God, right? Because we believe in Jesus, the sacrifice. 
on Calvary. But then we talked about the second thing, discipline, right? Now, this is this is the area of sonship. When we receive the grace, we get born into God's family. When we receive his discipline, see, He that allows us to grow up and become uh, a, a ruler with him. And we'll discuss that today through the life of Jacob. See, grace calls us to be born into the kingdom, right? And it helps us all along the way. But then that discipline of God causes us to grow up and put the, the milk bottles and the baby rattlers down, right? Right. <laughs> And when, but when it comes to religion, see, they don't mind you. They don't mind you being born again, as long as you keep a milk bottle and a rattler in your hand the rest of your life. See, he can't stop you from being born again. He'll stop you from growing and being come, becoming effective and and having making a difference. See, we need some fathers. We need some elders out there right now telling the children, look, this is the way. This is how you behave. You don't behave like that. You understand? We need some some fathers and some spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers that's been trained by God, see, to yes. speak up. Mm-hmm. All this other rhetoric by politicians and, and, and men who, you know, uh, has been promoted by their own uh, selfishness and gifts, it ain't cutting it, see. This is where Christ has birthed the ecclesia of the church, see, the body of Christ, to be the answer. But we see through the Word of God that you must be born of the Spirit in order to receive the new way of living. See, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. A new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of behaving. I want to reconstitute you in how to live, right, and how to live. So if you have your Bibles, look down at First Corinthians. Uh, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse 12, I believe. Let's look at verse 12. It says, now, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now, notice it says that we, we did not receive the spirit of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when it says the spirit of the world, what is God saying when he says the spirit of the world? Now, we were once under that spirit, right? I'm going to show it to you right here. Go if you would now. Let's link that to Ephesians chapter 2. Let me know when we need to stop because we won't get to go on here, Quincy. Yeah, you got, you got about three minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the scripture right here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespass and sin, where in times past you walk according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But see, we used to be under the influence, right, of that spirit. Now, when we come back off the break, I'm going to read it out to Amplify, then we'll take off from there. All right. But we used to be under that spirit. We used to walk according to that course. So what we've seen is men and women walking to a certain course, which we were a part of until Christ took us out of it. Right. So when we get back off the break, we'll we'll, uh, go through that scripture, and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, we'll get get ahead of this break right here, the the top of the hour. For once, we're early. How about that? (laughs) Bless it. He's ready to get on the springboard and go, I tell you. That's good stuff. All right. Well, we will take this break right here, and we'll get honor to our uh, underwriters and sponsors of the Box 2 Radio Network, and we're going to come back with more from Elder Jeff Arrington from Marshall, Texas, on Voice in the Kingdom. 
Welcome in, folks. This is Voice in the Kingdom on the Box 2 Radio Network, and we are grateful for everyone being tuned in and along the ride uh, with us. With Whitney Ward here in the studio, we also have on the phone Jeff Arrington from Marshall, Texas, and getting into the Word this morning, some kingdom teaching, and we were just in Ephesians 2, and I'm going to get on into that a little bit and let Jeff get going. Well, in Ephesians chapter 2, let's read this uh, scripture out of the Amplified Bible. Ephesians 2, 2. It says, in which at one time you walked habitually, you were following the course and the fashion of this world. You were under the sway and the tendency of this present age. Following the prince of the power of the air, you were obedient to and under the control of a demon spirit. Hmm. And still constantly, they still constantly work in the sons of disobedience, yep. the careless, rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against God's purposes. See, we see this spirit now. It says a demon spirit. Yep. Now, spirits don't die. You got to understand that the same spirit that were back in the Lord's day, the same ones, right? Right. They say, "Give us Barabbas," right? Mm-hmm. This is how the foul meaning can become. They rather choose. A murderer than the Lord of Glory. Mm-hmm. We gotta understand they were under the sway of demons, this right. crowd. This, this they were in a frenzy. Give us Barabbas. There were demons among them influencing them. God allowed it. Satan played right into God's hands. But had they known, they would not crucify the Lord of Glory. But I can right. tell you right now, the devil's still playing right into God's hands. Even though they are screaming and hollering out of control. God is working something in America. Mm-hmm. See, we Lord. can't lose sight of who's in charge here. The Lord will never change. He'll never surrender his authority. He will never, glory to God, surrender uh, uh, his order, divine order, to chaos and disorder. He's a God of order. And what is God, what God is doing, he's waking up America, waking up the church, shaking some things. To show us that things are out of control. We need to get back to our foundation. See, our foundation. It starts with the home, right? Yes. You know, some people say it starts with the school. Let me tell you something. The school, the teacher's not responsible for your children. That's right. right? That's right. Right. We're, we're responsible for our own children. The first teachings and training just started at the house. Not drop them off at the school and say, here are my children, and then Satan takes them, and then he trains them in all this witchcraft and philosophy and all this homosexual stuff and all this foolishness and abortion, all this mess, while we sleep. Hmm. But it's time for parents to wake up. Now, I'm talking about Christian parents. Wake up. Know what your child is doing. Know what's on that he's doing on that phone. Know what he's doing on that computer. Understand what's going on. If you don't train them, Satan will. Yeah. Then the next day, you know, your child do something. You say, I don't know what happened because you didn't train. See, we didn't do our job. And we're looking at uh, a, a neglect, a neglected generation where we as fathers and mothers, we didn't do our job. But it's okay. With Among this generation, there's still a seed, the Bible says. God always has himself a remnant, see. Amen. He, he always leaves himself a remnant. There is a remnant that has been trained. And this remnant is going to make the difference, see? It's going to make the difference. It's going to be a game changer. But if we can get back to our foundation, which is training up a child and 
See, I'm speaking in the natural, right, Whitney? But it applies to the spirit as well, right? That's right. We need spiritual fathers now. I'm not talking about controllers. I'm talking about spiritual men that can impart the kingdom to younger men. Yes. Amen. Right? Not impart their religion, but impart, <laughs> impart the kingdom of God. Through what they've been trained in, what they come through, the lessons, see, uh, of what God has brought them through, they're able now to impart that to a younger generation that will be able to impart to the next generation. And then you'll see things begin to change and the curse be lifted up because the fathers are turning back to the children. The last thing God ended in the book of Balakai, the last thing he said, you fathers turn your hearts back to the children. And you children turn your heart back to the book. I will move the curse, right? Yeah. That's what it says in Malachi. And for 400 years, the voice of the Lord was silent and, until Christ showed up. Hallelujah. And the heavens were open, and the Father's voice began to speak again. But see, if we're not, if we're not training sons, then we have a, a minister's ear and not a son's ear. And what's the difference, Whitney, between a minister's ear and a son's ear? What's the difference? <laughs> put, put you on the spot. Well, one's just doing it to serve and to and to and to and to more or less for their looks and a son is doing it because he wants to please his father he wants to be like his father and he wants his father to be to be uh, glorified that'd be my answer to that question. there you go so you're getting it now we got to train men to have a son's ear that's right see? not a minister's ear now, the word ministry, a minister comes from the word servant. Like you said, we become servants, not sons who serve. And that's the, that's the key. See, we got to train men who, who understand that they have a father, and that father wants to train them. The father spirits wants to discipline them, chasing them, bring them into sonship, and give them a, a, a ear of a son where they can hear from their father for their lives, not a message. See, ministers hear a message to give to the body of Christ, right? Sons hear instructions, correction, direction from a father who loves them, right? Hey Amen. I heard a, a man say once that just what you said. He said a minister uh, uh, will get a message from God to give to the people. A son right. will become the message. That's right. He'll become. That's exactly it. right. He'll be the word be made flat. He'll receive the the instructions or the correction or the encouragement or the praise from his father and, and take that to heart. Now, then he will share that from his life. That's right. Amen. He'll share that from the life and it'll be like to others. It won't be just knowledge that he learned to give people as a, a good message. But see, this is where the key in both sides of this thing, in the natural, we train our children in the way they should go. Mm -hmm. See? All these video, violent video games, and all this stuff. See, we, we, we're reaping the whirlwind, right? All this violence on the video game, shooting police, all the shooting, doing this, doing that, shooting every day, every day. It, ha it takes a toll, right? Yeah. On the mind of children. They can't, they can't put the phone down for, for five minutes to eat and talk with fellowship with family. They're only playing a game, doing something all the time. This is where the father's got to say, wait a minute. Put your phone down, right? Yeah. It's family time. And Lord knows we need family time again, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
We need family time. We need father and son time. We need mother and daughter time. We need mother and son time. Father and daughter time. We need time, see, time. But that comes through training through the Word of God. See, when you cut the light off, what what happens? <laughs> At night, when you cut the light off, should should darkness, be should right? be sleep. But yeah, dark darkness brings all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yes, but when you cut the light on, what the darkness have to do? It has to go. Right. When you put the word back in the school, put the word back in your house, the word back in your home, you turn the light back on, see. The word is light. And when we return back to the word of God and, and let that be our foundation, let that be our moral guide, the word of God, our constitution again, see, and start training children in the way of the word of God, we're going to see miraculous changes take place, see. Because the power is in the word. And the Holy Spirit will take that word, I'm telling you, and he will change that child, change that situation, change that family, change that, that uh, I mean, from the spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Because the kingdom is here. The power is here. We just cannot keep denying the power. The scripture says having a formal godliness. Yes, a lot of religious activity, but denying the power thereof. There's a power that God has come to the body of Christ that's available. Paul said toward us out of Ephesians chapter 1. Remember? He said there's a power toward us that's able now to take dominion over any situation you might face. Hmm. And Lord knows we're facing a situation right now, and that's why we're calling on spiritual power, spiritual saints that can pray in the spirit, that can pray with their understanding, knowing what time it is, and change the atmosphere. Amen. Right? There's demonic, there's demons over our cities, right? It ain't just flesh and blood. It's the same horde of demons that say give us Barabbas. Yeah, and it, and it was the religious leaders of that day that, that led that charge because they wanted the power. They wanted to have you to have to go through them. And then Jesus came giving all the power to the people. There you go. There you go. But God's looking for spiritual men, spiritual women right now. We need spiritual power, not the same carnal power. Next thing you know, there's a black and white issue. All that. Come on, church, we're deeper than that. Yeah. Right? Supposed to be. We got to go deeper than that. It's written in God's word. Nation shall rise up against nation. What nation? Now, let's go, to, let's, let's go back where we were last week. We have time. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. No, let's go to Romans 9. Romans chapter 9. Verse, remember we talked about this, verse 11. Verse 10 says, and not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand, not of works, but on him that called now, we see there was a, a, a woman in the Bible named Rebecca, right? And Isaac entreated the Lord, the scripture says, for his wife. And the Bible says she conceived. And she noticed that, if, let's go, let's look at Genesis 25, because she noticed there's something wrong. And she began to inquire of the Lord. There was something wrong going on with her and her body. And she could she didn't understand what was happening. So in Genesis 25, I believe it says in uh, verse, let's see, verse 21. Let's start at verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because he was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. 
and the children struggled within her, and she, and she said, what is this? What is it so? Why am I this? And she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb. Two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowel. One people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Woo. So we see God is prophesying of our day right now. There's two nations at, at, at war right now. And it's not black and white, with it? That's right. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's the ones that's been trained by God and the ones that's under the rule of Satan, <laughs> that demon spirit I talked about, right? Amen. Two nations, which I was under at one time until I met Jesus, right? So I can't hate and judge, but I was under the same influence. So right. we see so two nations I. struggling here in America, right? Right. Two nations. And if the body of Christ can see this thing, we'll understand that it's always been uh, uh, the two seeds. It says in, in Genesis 3, 15, her seed, thy seed. Right. Remember when God told the serpent, her seed, I will put enmity between who? Her seed and thy seed in Genesis 3, 15. That's what it says. Why all the enmity? Why? You know, people talking about, you know, we got to love one another. No, no, no. Only way you're going to love one another, you got to love God first. Right? That's it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. That's the first order. You can't put God to the side and then say love everybody. That, that doesn't work. For God is love. And the only way we can have true agape, God type of love, which passes knowledge, that type of love that God gives, we have to have him first. He is love. And this is where we have to understand that in order to come together and to become one nation, we must be born of the Spirit. Amen. The first child came out of her womb was Esau, representing the flesh. And this is clear. God says, Esau, I hate. The man is born of the flesh. The man is under the influence of the demon spirit. The man is rebellious, out of control, lawless, destructive, murderer, killer, all that. He's so bad, he'll, he'll burn up stuff that don't, I mean, he'll put his knee on neck. He'll, he, I mean, Cain and Abel, right? Right. And then Jesus said, you are your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. So what are we seeing, Whitney? We're seeing the fruit, Quincy. We're seeing the fruit. You, your father, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning. Right. Right? When he first deceived Adam and Eve and they had offspring, the first thing he, they did was, was Abel and Cain. Cain was jealous, and he killed his brother. That's offspring. That's the seed of Satan right there. Right? That's it. And we're still seeing the fruit from that seed today. Right. Now, you know, now, all those out there doing all that stuff, it's, it's enough for the, the police officer to, 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 you know, be lawless. And then the others come right behind it and just as lawless. <laughs> Some, something else I always see in that story, Brother Jeff, is it takes the, the body to do something because just a little bit later when Isaac's dying and he tells Esau go get me some venison 
And his mother hears it, and she goes, oh, no, that's not what God promised. That's not what God, that one's not going to be the one that, that, that rules. It's supposed to be Jacob. And she acted. The second born. Yeah, she acted. She, she went, and she got him, and she put the, the false hair on his arms, and she cooked the venison for him, and she said, hey, you've got to get the blessing. So, you know, it, it takes the church to act. We have to act. Well, he was talking about uh, the type and shadow. See, God controls the heart. And Jacob represents by type and shadow the man born of the spirit, the second born. Amen. See, it's all about allegory and type and shadow. It wasn't that God had, you know, uh, he favored Jacob over. No, no, no. It's Jacob's timing. He was born second. It's the second born man that God loves because he knows that man is from the seed of Christ. Amen. That produces peace. Joy, love, all that. See, it comes from that second-born nature, right? Right. And so we see that God is emphasizing here uh, through Rebecca turning her heart. No, the birthright is supposed to go to the firstborn. But because of the situation with what Adam and Eve did in the garden, God says, no, the blessing is going to the man born of the Spirit, the man that lives from the Spirit, the man can see, the man that can see past the flesh, see, and understand that. God is his father, and then God is the father of spirits, see? And what God is bringing forth is a spiritual nation now called the ecclesia of the church. That's what God's looking for, a spiritual nation now that can perceive, that can look past things and see into the spirit, see what Lucifer is doing, see what Satan is doing right now. And right now he's causing chaos and, and havoc because he got one thing on his mind. Now let's get to the real issue. Can we get to the real issue? Okay. So why Satan is so aggressive right now? What do you believe the real heartbeat of all the tumult and all the chaos and shaking is going? What's what is Satan's agenda right now? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, his, uh, his, I know, and I'm gonna answer it for you. <laughs> I mean, his agenda is always to kill, steal, and to destroy, to divide, to separate, is, to bring chaos. Yes, but this is 2020 in the natural, right? Right. Now, Satan understands the power, see, of influence, right? He understands the power of influence. He knows he, 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 he wants to, he's a copycat. He wants to be like God. He cannot function, operate without a soul. See, there's a law in the spirit where he just can't just, just manifest. He has to have a, a demonic man or an evil man or a deceived man to move, right? He has to. So, What's at stake here? He understands authority. He understands authority. He wants the high place. He always have wanted the high place. I'm going to be like what? The most high. The most high. What's at stake this year? It has nothing to do with President Trump. It has nothing to do with the office that he holds. You got to look past the skin, see? Past the... He wants that high place. Why does he want the high place? So he can launch his influence again over this country. Yeah. Am I right? Do you see what I'm saying here? Well, in my opinion, he had it for a while. He's mad that he lost it. Of course. <laughs> but look at the changes that took place in just four years because God had somebody in there that would listen and make changes, see? That's right. Let's look past the flesh. Look past the flesh. Look past the flesh. This is what God told me as a prophet. He told me, he said, I told this man because he's going to allow me to, to do some things. And the scripture says, I just read it to you that 
it wasn't because of his past or his future, what he did right or wrong, talking about Trump, but it's by election that the purpose of God might stand. Right. Now, this is deeper than the flesh. He said, well, you just like this man. No, 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 no. God chooses according to uh, uh, purpose. He chose a man that the purpose of God, he chose Jacob that the purpose of God might stand. Now, Satan wants the White House. Why? Because it's the highest office in the land. If he can get the White House, he can launch his influence again, bring in all this stuff again. See? Resist the, the ecclesia, resist the church, resist what God is doing. See? And we as saints, we got to know that and get past skin color, get past the, the, the natural realm, and get over into the spirit and say, Satan wants the high place. That's right. Why y'all think he got that woman over there on the other side that resists everything God wants to do? <laughs> I ain't yeah. calling no names. You, See, it's all about the high places, right? He's got more than one. Huh? He's got more than one. Of course. Got he's always buying, trying to get the high place. He always want to be like the most high, Quincy. He wants to be like the most high. Yeah. He wants to rule. This is where God is training up sons and understanding Jacob's life. And the Bible says that uh, in 28, he had a he he went on a journey, like you said, when his mama told him, "Look, do this, do that." He obeyed. He got the birthright, and then he he had to get out of there because Esau was mad. My my point was, what if she wouldn't have done that? What if she wouldn't have of took action? What if she would have just sat back and said, "Oh, it didn't turn uh -huh. out like I thought." I heard the Lord tell me all those years ago. Wow. What if she would have just did that? But no, she didn't. She knew the words she heard from the from the God of heaven that, hey, the elder's going to serve the younger. She went, hey, I, I got to get involved here. I can't let this That's thing it. go south. Yep. She's very involved in the overall uh, uh, providence of God. And, and, and throughout the whole scripture where men become with their will, merging with God, saying yes to God. It influences God's providence, see? That's right. And that's where we are today. Amen. When your decisions to move to Kentucky, your, my decisions to move to Marshall, or whatever it takes, whatever it takes, see, has an influence on the overall kingdom more than we think, more than we'll ever know until we meet Christ. Our decisions to say yes. And this is what happened with, with Abraham. This is what happened with Jacob. I mean, Isaac, this is what happened with Jacob. And then verse 20, uh, chapter 28, Verse 11, remember the story, and that uh, he left and went out, and the Bible says that he lighted upon a certain place. Remember? Right. He lighted, a, he lighted upon a certain place, tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took, he took of the stones of that place and put them for pillows and laid them down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Mm. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac. And God begins to speak to him concerning his life, but also God begins to prophesy the future, see, concerning Jacob and his purpose. And the Bible says that God prophesied to him the same thing. He told Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your offspring. I'm going to bless your seed. And because of you, the families of the earth shall be blessed. And we see here in verse uh, 16, and Jacob awaked out of his sleep. And he says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. 
he was afraid. He said, how dreadful is this place? No, he keeps saying place. This is none other but the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. See, the ecclesia is more than just a little building on the block. It's where the mighty saints of the Most High gather together for an assembly, and God is now able to, to habitate and cohabitate with the saints and bring his mind to the body of Christ. What is he wanting to do? See, the church is not set up for an entertainment center where we come be entertained for a couple of hours. No, we come to hear from the Lord, right? Amen. He may call for worship. He may call for praise. But the main objective is he's come to, to speak to the body, see, and give us instruction, corrections, directions. Because, see, he set up an ecclesia, a base. Jacob said, this is none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. This is where the portal is open. This is where God comes down and he speaks, right? Angels are singing and they're singing. In what place? The, the church, gathering, the, the assembling of, of the saints. That's right, see? the assembling. The assembling of the saints. Now notice it says in 18, and Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for, for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon it, the top of it. That speaks to me. See, because one thing about religion, it'll put you to sleep. It's a pillow, right? You lay down and go to sleep when it comes to religion. <laughs> and man-made doctrines and situations. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's always foundational. It always gives you something to stand on. He, it became a pillar, and he anointed it, and it became the house of God. See, this is where men and women come with a consciousness of God. See, we get back to the fear of God. You come, you can't continue in your mess when you come to the house of God. There's a fear of God because God is among us, see? Jacob says, it's a dreadful place. I just can't live anyway and just come lift my hand. I got to clean my life up. I got to get things together. This is a dreadful place, this house of God. Mm. Right? Right. You just can't stand there fornicating and, and doing your thing and doing. No, 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 no. This is the house of God. It's where the saints assemble. This is where the saints have been washed in the blood, made white as snow. Holiness is here. Sanctification is here. And I have a God conscious, man. I can't go in there tripping and being a hypocrite. Woo. See, we get back to the base of what we were made for. Then we read down. We see Jacob. See, he begins to to say, man, God, if you bless me, I'll put my tithe. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. In verse 20. In verse 22. And this stone which I have set up, <coughs> excuse me, shall be God's house. This stone, talking about Christ, the cornerstone, shall be God's house. See, even way back then, God was prophesying through Jacob, see, that wouldn't come a day that I was going to make me a spiritual house, right? And I was going to produce spiritual children, men and women. And they were going to be so powerful, they're going to be much powerful than the, than the firstborn. See, he prophesied. And we are. Our influence upon the world, our influence upon our cities and our countries and our state, it's so powerful. If we just get together, right, and get the mind of Christ, come in agreement, we can change the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Amen. Over our, over our cities. Hallelujah. You know, it's a spiritual battle. We can change the atmosphere over our cities, see? That's right. That's the type of authority God has given us. I'm going to get to that now because uh, after the break, right, right, Quince? Yeah, we've got a couple he's more got minutes. He's got the breaks down, don't he, Quince? Yeah, he's learning, man. We've got a couple more minutes right here. <laughs> we got a couple more minutes. Yeah. But you see, Jacob was speaking of Bethel. And Bethel means house of God, right? Amen. It says in 19, and he called the name of that place Bethel. 
So God has, he, he lighted upon a certain place. And God's trying to show us my purpose is in the body of Christ. The eye can say, I have no need of the ear. The ear can say, I have no need. You have need of the body of Christ if you're a man of God. You can't be a long ranger, out there independent. You need the body. Amen. We need one another as well as the head. I've been preaching it for weeks. Come to church or, well, assemble together. I know you look at it, and I know you're right that we are the church and we assemble together. But however you want to word it, come to the house of God. Don't do this thing on your own. You can't. You won't make it. Well, you got to be connected. See, God right. put us together on purpose. That's right. He put us together as a unit. That's why I need you, Quincy, need me. We need one another, right? We need the body of Christ. Christ being the head. It's that each member in the body, locally and extra local. See, we the church, we're extra local, but we're still the body of Christ. Him right. being the head. Hmm. I know see, people. Not black or white, not, not you know, no ethnic background, none of that stuff. No, no, no. Born of the Spirit, see. I know One of the spirit. I know and that's what he prophesied to Abraham. He said, look at them stars up there. He said, you won't be able to count my, my sons and my daughters. And I said, God, I'm one of them stars. He said, exactly. That's right. See, you're one of those stars, Whitney. What do you I have know, to add there, I, Whitney? I know some people got saved right around the same time I did, and not that I'm any better than them, but they never, they didn't go to church. They didn't, they didn't assemble together, as you call it. And and they there's they're they're in and out and in and out and in and out for all these years. Every time the doors were open to the house of God, I went. Every time there was a revival down the road, I went. I went to some Baptist revivals, and I wasn't even a Baptist just because it was in my community. And I just went and sat there. I didn't the, the music. They weren't waving flags and stuff and jumping up and down. But I still just sat there, and I I was left with something. Every time there was something going on in the house of God, I went. And I'm still, well, it's still here. the body of Christ. Right. It's still the body of Christ. That's Whether right. But my, not point is, God's people, my point is, I, I, was, I was hungry to, to, to hear from God. I was hungry to be around the saints of God. And, right. And somewhere down the way, we're getting this attitude, like I said, like, and like I told you, and you told me not to be that concerned about it because God would do a separation through this. And, and I hear you, but I just have this. This thing in me, I hate to see people sitting on their couches now watching Facebook in their slippers, drinking their coffee, and going, well, I'm getting my church in. <laughs> I'm getting my assembling in. I just, it's bothering well, me from the beginning. Well, we've been called as disciples to with purpose, so we have to assemble with those that God's connected us to to get the job done. That's we right. We have to. Amen. We can't get it done independently. We have to be connected to finish our purpose. Amen. And so when we get off the break, we'll finish that, but... Yeah. yeah, God join us together. We have to 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 acknowledge that, yeah, and fulfill that. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm the second. I'm a second born in the natural, so you know, I'm I'm a second kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. All right. Well, we're gonna go to break, and we're gonna come back with some more with Jeff Arrington and. Welcome back in. We've got a couple segments left with uh, Brother Jeff Arrington. We're going to let him get back to it. But first, we did get somebody to get that answer correct. Judy McCaslin uh, got it right. What is the name of the coppersmith that did Paul much evil? And his name was Alexander. And that's in 2 Timothy 4, 14. And uh, we're going to let Jeff get right back into it here. Amen. Well, the word is good. I'm discussing, you know, the, the set as members and 
we see that Jacob had the revelation of the of the church Bethel uh, way back in Genesis. Because Genesis, and if you read the book of Genesis, you're reading the gospel. Everything about Christ is found in Genesis right there. Abraham typed the shadow of Christ. Isaac was typed the shadow of Christ. Jacob typed it. Everything speaks and testifies of Jesus. So we see Jacob's life. He, he, he He's a supplanter. He's a trickster. His life hadn't been dealt with yet. Uh, the Bible says that he, he was a catcher of the heel. He has the birthright now. He has the blessing. And he's driven out of his house, and he meets, uh, he has a dream, and he has the revelation of Bethel. Now he gets to Laban house. And the thing about Laban, Laban was a trickster, too. Mm -hmm. And the thing about God, <laughs> he always has somebody more trickery than you, see. That's right. And he, he put Jacob in, in the house with Laban, and Laban began to deal cruelly with Jacob and began to, I mean, trick him over and over and over again, mm -hmm. see. And through the years, you know, Jacob was being broken by somebody that was, was better than him at supplanting and, and, and stealing and lying. And that was Laban. So at the end of the years, I'm going to redeem the time, fast forward, he he finally gets Rachel, his love, and, and his wives, and, and he takes off now. But the thing about it is he's blessed. He has so much stuff, man, because he's under the blessing, you know. He's yeah. under his father Abraham. It's blessed. And Jacob is blessed. It was passed down to him from his father Abraham, from his father Isaac. And guess what? It's passed down to me too. I'm part of this thing now. Amen. But we see in verse in, in uh, chapter 32, verse one, he leaves Laban's house. Now he's on his way back to meet with Esau. But the scripture says, and, and Jacob went out, went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them he said this is god's host and he called the name of that place i think it's modern which means double camp and you know what that means with double camp um you tell me it has to do with the church see that's a double camp there's angels and sons of god in the yeah. same place at the same time right. remember he had the dream the angels ascended and descended in that place right that's good remember that he saw angels descending on that ladder. And Jesus prophesied in John chapter 1, verse 51. He told Nathaniel, you ain't seen nothing, man. You wait till, till, till I ascend. He said, you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Him being the head of the church, we being the body. So there's angelic activity stepping up now in the body of Christ. We live in a double camp. We have angels. We have warrior angels. We have warrior messenger angels all the time. They're waiting on us to become spiritual so they can acknowledge us. Mm. They can't acknowledge the flesh. Just like the Holy Spirit will not testify to our flesh, but it will testify to Christ. So we have this double camp. We have angels now on assignment. And I'm asking God for reinforcements to our cities, reinforcement to yes. our authority, our presidents, our government, those that stand in the place of God. We need reinforcements. Yes. See? Glory. To set up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, on our watch. So we see that Jacob ran into a double camp. There was angels in camp round about him. There were angels guiding him, see, all the way, just like it's guiding our lives. See, there's angels in camp round about us to keep us. Amen. And here we see that he met these angels, see, while he was in processing of God. And, and, and this is the thing about it. God knew Jacob was a supplanter, a trickster. He knew all of that. Yet he still told Jacob. He still told Jacob, see. He, 
he knew about Abraham came from a, a house of idolatry. He knew Abraham, but he still chose. Mm. And see, our past doesn't mean nothing. It's by selection and election. The Bible says that God chose us before the foundation of the world. We were chosen. He knew all our good, all our bad, all our infirmity. He chose us. So with that power of choice, that positions us now. So you understand this positions us to execute authority. And I'm going to get to that point in a minute. Let me read down. Go down to verse 22. Let's redeem the time. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the fold to Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent them over that he had and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day <laughs> and when he saw that he prevailed not against him he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him so we see now he's wrestling with this angel right and the angel is trying to get away but Jacob won't let him go <laughs> <laughs> so the angel Knocks his thigh out of joint, right? Knocks his thigh out of joint as he wrestled with him. And let me read on. And he said, let me go for the daybreak of me. He said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto them, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For a prince has thou power with God and with man and has prevailed. So we see all the years going by, all the years that Laban house was all about dealing with Jacob's pride, his arrogance, his, his, his confidence in his flesh. And when he wrestled with the angel, because he, he got to understand that our thigh is the strongest part of our bodies, that thigh, that leg area. God knocks that thigh out of joint and gives him a limp. And he limps the rest of his life. In other words, he takes his strength away, and now his confidence is in God. Amen. He becomes a changed man. Now God says, I've dealt with you. I've disciplined you. Now I take away from you that old nature, Jacob, supplanter, and now you will become Israel, one who rules with God. See, when we receive God's discipline, God's training, it's all about to get us to a place that one day he changes our name and we become a ruler with God. Amen. And that's the end of sonship with it. That's what God's trying to do in your life. He's trying to take you to that to those different uh, uh, processings and, and the different dealings and dealing with pride and arrogance and all of us and get us to a place where one day he says, now, now you can rule with me. Mm. Now you can rule in my house, over my house. Now you can rule demons and principalities. And see, that's the goal of every son. God wants to get every son to that place of maturity where he's able to prevail against his own soul, see, and come into maturity. So it's not enough just to be born again. Now we got to be processed and come into that place where we'll be, we are led by the Spirit. Mm. And that's what the world needs right now. All creation is grown and prevailing for what, Whitney? The sons of God. Sons. What's prevailing right now? What's groaning right now? You see, the, you, you watch the TV and you groan. It's a groan. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, grow up, men. Grow up. That's right. All this foolishness and childish stuff. <laughs> what we need is some sons of God that's been changed from glory to glory. 
that's coming to maturity, that's able to speak into matters from the spirit point of view and not from their earthly, fleshly point of view. I'm talking about the church where we can bring the solutions to the problem. Mm. Solutions. You see, as as a man of God here, a black man, a man of God here, a black man, see, I'm able to bring solutions without prejudice or racism being involved and trying to get the church to rise up above, see, the little shallow rim of skin color, right? Right. And, and see no man after the flesh, but see every man after the spirit. Hallelujah. See this police officer that killed a man, I see him after the spirit. Right. He's unregenerate, angry, disturbed, need Christ man. Right? That's it. <laughs> And that's just like those that are doing the looting and stuff, they're out of control, wild, lawless. They need Christ. Amen. Right has no color. Wrong has no color to it. See? That's it. God said his whole kingdom based upon righteousness. His whole kingdom is based on righteousness. He's a righteous God, a righteous ruler, a righteous. And he can always stand for right. Not for a race, but for what's right. <laughs> And we, I'm telling you, we can get this thing and let God do his work. Now, we get back to sonship. Take us through that process. And at the end of that thing, see, he changes our name from Jacob, supplanter, to Israel, one who rules with God. Woo. Glory. And see, this is what Quincy, this is the, this is why I stress sonship so much, because it deals with foundational identity, see? Yeah. Because so many saints, not just the world, have lost their identity in religion with, with titles and gifts and, and activity, and we're just doing all this, this energy, this religious energy, wasting all this energy, and missing the will and the purpose of God. Amen. See? And, and, and all the answers right in the Word. In Genesis, I shared a little bit on the principle of, uh, you know, uh, on marriage, on marriage, you know, how, how Abraham sent his servant out, representing the Holy Spirit, to get a mate. For it. It's crucial that sons of God and women of God get the right mate to fulfill God's purpose. Hmm. It's crucial. Be not unequally yoked. yoked. <laughs> right? On. Because God has purpose. But if we're not teaching the way of God, see, we will copycat the world, Babylon, religion. Next thing you know, we on these shows trying to find a mate. <laughs> Instead of by faith, releasing our faith, that God will run us right into our mate. By faith, he'll send them to us and send us to them. See, it's a, it's a higher and deeper realm we're talking about, body of Christ. And it's time for us to, to, to step into something bigger and larger than we are. That's right. We mm. need spiritual power in the earth right now. Spirit power. Yes. See, spirit power. Mm. Soul to soul and, 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 and argument. And argument is not going to cut it. We need spirit power to remove these strongholds of demons right now. And, and I believe there's a remnant that's listening to me, that's getting it, that's understanding now who you are more and more. The Word of God is becoming alive unto you. You're realizing that you do have authority. Yes. You do have the right to make a difference. Amen. And uh, I'm here to tell you two guys that, that see, there's no coincidence that God sovereignly, see, because he believes in that area that he wouldn't be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. There's a remnant in that area where you guys live that love the Lord. He knows that. Amen. 
And he's getting the kingdom message to them so they can come out and up to God. Glory. Amen. There's going to be a mass exodus out of religion in that area. And the kingdom of God is going to begin to grow, see, in the hearts of people. Hallelujah. See? Yes. And they're going to so break out of those feelings and all of those fences and all of those, see, resistance of Satan to keep them grow from growing and keeping them little babies and keeping them locked into one little doctrine or uh, uh, philosophy of men. And, and, and when God says, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm, that maturity Ooh. and that sonship, that's what we've been coming back to. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. All right, this is Voice in the Kingdom, the last segment of a Tuesday morning. We have Brother Jeff for about 10 more minutes, and, uh, man, we're getting into some really good stuff here. Again, it always comes back to that maturity and that and that uh, separation from religion and what the enemies tried to do using religion since even when Jesus was on this planet. Uh, and, and we just got to rise above that and remember that we're in the kingdom. We're in the kingdom, and we're sons and daughters of of the Most High God. Mm. That's good stuff, man. Yes, that's good stuff. And, and my last point, see, with the discipline of Jacob's life, speaking of a, uh, the processing of a son, we see here, let's go to Genesis 48. My last point here, uh, Genesis 48, uh, Jacob was at the end of his life now, and, uh, of course, He's reunited with Joseph, and the Bible says that uh, in verse 11, and Israel said unto Joseph, notice his name is changed to Israel. I like that. It's no longer Jacob, it's Israel, one who rules with God. That's powerful, man. If you would enter that process, and you mean to tell me I could become a ruler in God's kingdom? Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. It says that if we suffer with him, we should also reign with him. That word suffer is not pain. That word suffer is stay under. If we stay under the rule of God, stay Ooh. under his commandment, stay under his, his chastening, stay under his dealings, the Bible says that we will reign with him. That's New Testament. But right here we see that Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face. Lo, God has showed me also thy seed. And Joseph brought both of them of out from between his knees and bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. <clears throat> and Israel stretched out his hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my father Abraham and Isaac did walk, that God was fed me all my, all my life long unto this day. The angels which redeemed me from all evil blessed thy lives. And he began to bless the children. And let my name be named on them, and the name of my father Abraham and Isaac. Let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And Joseph, listen to this, and Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon his head of Ephraim. And it displeased him. And he, he lifted up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh. And Joseph said, Father, not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. And notice Joseph. And Joseph and his father refused. And why do you think Joseph refused? Because he, he learned now how to touch that which is of God, see. 
he crossed his hand. I call it the crossover sign. And put his see in the in the in the old testament the order was the firstborn would get the blessing. But Jacob had been so dealt with by God, he understood something now. It's the second born, the man born of the spirit that God was going to bless. He understood the principle now. So he would not remove his, his right hand, see, off of Ephraim. He kept it on Ephraim, and Joseph got upset. And he began to explain to Joseph. He said, yeah, look, look, God's going to bless Manasseh too. But Ephraim is where the birthright is going to land, the second born. So once we, once again, we see that even though Jacob was a supplanter, he was a trickster. But when God got through with him, he became a ruler, and he became a father who could see the purpose of God. So he begins to cross his hands wittingly. And we got to learn how to put our hands on what God put his hands on, see? Amen. Too many of us, we, we put our hands on the flesh, and we try to bless the flesh. And God, it won't budge, it won't move, it won't grow, it won't change. But if we learn the crossover principle and learn how to guide our hands wittingly and choose that which God has chosen. That's where the birthright is. That's where the blessing is. We choose what God has chosen. You know, when it comes to ministry, when it comes to choosing a mate, when it comes to living in a city, we got to choose what God chose. See? Amen. And that's having that perception, that depth of insight where we can see this is where God wants my family. I got my hands winningly, Lord. See? And this comes to discipline, Quincy. This don't happen overnight. See, this comes through dealing. Yeah. Just come through making mistakes and falling and get back up and you learn see you learn some things from the Lord. This don't this don't happen to babies where you just think you can learn this overnight. It's come to sons who who's fallen and skinned themselves up and burned themselves and <laughs> and now they walk humbly before the Lord and say, God, I can't do nothing without you. That's it. That's right. Hallelujah. So they throw away they, they don't put no confidence in their plaques and the denominational flags and tags and, and learning, they throw all of that away and say, God, I can do nothing without you. I, I can't preach. I can't teach. I can't do nothing. Woo. Glory. And they guide their hands wittingly and touch that which God touches. See? And that's what we need to learn, the crossover principle, Whitney. That's what God's teaching you, teaching me, the crossover principle. Touch what God touches. Choose what God chooses. And you're learning that. And I know of a case, even with the radio, you had a cho you crossed over. Remember, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> God guided your hand wittingly, did he not? Yes, he did. And Lord. see, that's what I mean by the crossover. I call it crossover principle, right? Yeah. Well, this anointing is not cheap, is it? This anointing that we have received. No, it's not. It's not cheap, Quincy. It costs you. This anointing, the corporate anointing, the anointing of Christ, where he, you receive what God begins to teach you and show you discernment and, and how to perceive. And this stuff is not cheap. Right. Mm. It costs you your life. Mm. That's right. And so many people try to get it cheaply, you know, try to, to preserve their life and, and get the anointing at the same time. It doesn't work like that. Except the grain of wheat fall into the ground and die about it alone. You got to die to some things in your life, some things that you love, and let go and let God, right? That's let it. go and let God. You got to let go some things. Amen. And begin to love what he loves, right? Choose what he chooses. That's powerful. That's how you receive the anointing on another level. 
Glory. It's not cheap. No, it's not. Yeah, the alabaster box was very expensive. Yes, she broke it. Huh? And she broke it. She was willing. There you go. That's the key. See? Yeah. That what you hold expensive, you break it and give it to the Lord. See, look how much you get back, though. Look how much she got back. Mm-hmm. You lose your life, you get it back. Amen. And more abundantly at yeah. that. More abundantly, see. Look how many friends you get. Look how many things that's happening to you, like Quincy, because you died and you, and you want and you led your family in the way they should go. You crossed over. Said God, I want your choice. What you want, your city, where I where I work, where I want you. And look at the return. See on on that sacrifice. Hmm. Amen. And it's just first fruits. This ain't the this ain't the harvest. What what's coming? The blessing. This world and what we tasting is just first fruit of the age to come. Mm. See, the blessing that God's going to give us on the other side, eternity, is a residual blessing over and over and over and over again. This is just first fruits Amen. of our obedience. Mm. But see, this is available for everybody. Everybody's listening. You can have the kingdom of God. You can become a ruler in your domain, in your area, where God has chosen for you, if you just let God work in you both to will and to do of his yeah. good pleasure. Yep, you got to claim that joint airship that we talk about a lot. Mm. Yes, that's good. Yeah, well, brother, now I know it's different. Yeah, that's yeah. But it's still, the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. We all see in part, right? We all have a part. That's it. See, yeah. and that's why I love everybody's part because I don't have it all. <laughs> mm. Well, we definitely appreciate your part and your willingness to uh, to join in with us on Tuesdays here in Voice in the Kingdom. We always do appreciate it very much and. It always goes by way too fast. We're here at the end already, but uh, we've had some really good good stuff this morning. We thank you for that. Well, I believe, I believe God's chosen that area, Quincy, uh, for a reason. He's, plant, he's planting seed in that area for, for a reason. That's coming a great harvest of his kingdom in that area. Amen. Under the sound of my voice. That's coming a great harvest. He's planting. See, God, God doesn't waste time or waste seed. Woo. That's he, a good he's word, too. He's expecting the harvest to come back. See? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And a remnant to rise up in the area and, and, and take the kingdom. Amen. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. We look forward to another bless edition. You, brother. Pray, praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Well, bless you guys and uh, keep us in prayer. Keep, and I'll join you concerning the nations. We have authority to bind and loose, so we'll use our right. Amen. 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 All right, guys. We'll be in agreement that we bind up all this lawlessness and all this un- a chaos, and, and, and we speak peace over our cities and our nations. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yes. That's a good word Thank right peace there. Peace over our president. Peace over our leaders in Jesus' name. In Jesus All right, name. brothers, I'll see you all next time. All right. Thank Later, you, brother. brother. Well, folks, that is Jeff Arrington from Marshall, Texas, and always ends up getting to really preaching right there in that last minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's, that's good stuff, and uh, we appreciate him. And, and Whitney, quick final thought right here. Well, he started off in saying, train up a child in the way he should go. You know, that's what the Lord's doing. He's, he's training us up Amen. in the right way. He's bringing us into his glory. Yeah. And see, then we begin to train up sons under us. Right. And we bring them into his glory. Yeah. It's in a perpetual kingdom. thing. It keeps going and keeps going. We can't stop. Yeah. We can't stop. We've got to keep, gotta keep growing and we got to keep bringing more in, bringing more. He wants to bring many sons into glory. Amen. So Amen. as he trains us, 
we train others. Amen. And Amen. Peace, peace over our nation in the That's name right. of Jesus. Thanks for listening. This has been Voice in the Kingdom.